Hi everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. Um, and we are back for another episode, as promised. We didn't just we disappear, didn't disappear on you again. Um, but we just wanted to, I guess, kickstart this episode with a huge thank you, because we both had such a, like, great reception when we announced that the podcast was back was a bit of a surprise I think to everyone because we had not announced it in any role like (laughs) hinted that it was coming Um, but it was so so lovely to see other people like as excited as we were to be bringing the podcast back and yeah it just sort of like affirmed why we love doing this I think because there is such a great community of of listeners and it was just so nice to like hear from you all again so if that was you thank you or if you're a silent listener as well thank you thank you you as well you're you're all you're all wonderful (laughs) to be honest I'm just surprised that people were still here like ready to listen it was a joy to discover because it was touch and go it could have gone either way it could have been we could have had like a literal radio silence but we did it and that was nice so love that for us (laughs) it validated us so thank you if you did listen to episode number one i feel like episode number one was a mind dump in that we just rambled for 45 minutes and we didn't really have any sort of structure but we have got like pointers in this episode that we would like to talk (laughs) about in our weekly wrap up um so yeah really happy to be back for the first non- chaotic well no that's, that's a lie, lie isn't it you might as well say, not even say yeah that. <laughs> i was gonna say welcome back to the first non-chaotic episode but if you are a long-time listener of we're spinning plates which i think is a phrase we can say because we've we've been going in like three yeah. years three different years not for three years but in three different years across weird? three yeah. calendar years yeah, yeah. that's kind of wild um, yeah so if you have been listening that long you'll know that no episode is ever not chaotic because it's just who we are as human beings what we do is bring the chaotic energy (laughs) i think chaotic energy was very much a thing of your 20s though so i feel like it is the vibes of we're spinning plates um (laughs) but we're gonna try and make it a tiny bit less chaotic in this episode Mm -hmm. and i think we're gonna start off with a all-time favorite classic which is our weekly high and low so do you want to kick things off we're back with the highs and lows I would actually love to bring this back because (laughs) I think this is like the main motivator to me to be back on the podcast. I'm not going to lie. I love... Not me. (laughs) Well, you are around anyway, (laughs) regardless. Um, But the highs and lows, I just think it's such a fun way to like narrow down your week to two either like really important things or in my case this week, really trivial things. So (laughs) I'm going to kickstart it with um, my high of the week, which... There's two, and they're both food related. One is that it was pancake day this week. Yes. Um, And you excelled at pancake day. Yeah, I did pancakes for every meal. And the first pancakes actually were like the highlight of the day because they were banana coin pancakes. So you basically. I want to try these. You take a banana, you slice it, you make your pancake batter, and then you kind of like dip the banana coin in the pancake batter just to coat it nicely and then you end up with loads of like teeny tiny pancakes oh. that have like a nice melty banana inside and it kind of tastes like if banana bread and pancakes had a baby together um nice. that's what it is so it's so good then i made blueberry pancakes in a delicious stack for my lunch and for dinner i made biscoff and strawberry crepes so nice it was you just can't go wrong with this day you really can't. Do you know what? I think the phrase banana coin, I, there's something very soothing about that. Yeah, I can yeah. tell on your face. You didn't know if I was going to love that or hate that as I was starting I that sentence. But do you know, I think the word coin is yeah. a really coin. nice word. Coin. ASMR. Coin. 
Um, so that was the first foodie highlight. The second high of the week is in the fact that now that we are officially into Lent, which is obviously what Pancake Day yeah. is the start of, um, it's hot cross bun season. And yes. I bloody love a hot cross bun. Um, I recently got some St. Clement's ones from Tesco's. Nice. So like they had orange and lemon pieces in and it was just absolutely delightful. So um, food is, I mean, it's always it's a highlight in my life. food is a good food. Did you see that the Costa Spring drink is a hot cross bun, hot chocolate slash latte slash cappuccino? Like that's the flavour. Which I imagine being quite sweet and cinnamony. Yeah, I think I'd like that. Yeah, I think you'd like that. Get myself over to Costa um, because that sounds delightful. I really Mm. just, I think hot cross buns, just so good. I'm not typically like a raisiny person, but in cinnamon (laughs) raisin bagels. (laughs) (laughs) What does constitute a raisiny person? Someone, someone would like that. Uh, but I meant someone who likes to eat raisins, like as is, you know, like those little cartons of yeah, raisins. Yeah, the little lunchbox like, raisins. Even like yogurt or chocolate covered raisins, they don't really do it for me. But in the two contexts of, no, there's three, scones. <laughs> Whoa, scones. We've had this before. We <laughs> have to move past it. It gets me every time. <laughs> Scones, or if you say it wrong, scones, um, cinnamon <laughs> raisin bagels and hot cross buns. I just love raisins in them. So yeah, those are my, my foodie highlights. Nice. Um, my low, however, but again, this turns into a high. We're really bringing things back into a positive spin here. So Jay shouted me from downstairs the other day. So he was upstairs, I was downstairs, yeah. and he shouted me and he was kind of giggling as he did it. So I knew something had gone wrong. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> I've dropped your toothbrush in the toilet. No, and I was like, oh, why? Um, so that was a little bit disgusting and devastating, but it happened in the middle of the day. So I'd already done my morning toothbrush. And obviously wasn't going to need it again until the evening. So then we went and got new toothbrushes for the both of us. So we were definitely overdue. <laughs> what a nice couple activity. <laughs> I know. We were overdue getting new toothbrushes and the new ones. I'm like, wow. I didn't realise like how overworked my old br- bristles had become. But the new ones, it's just like a whole new level of cleanliness in the mouth. So <laughs> See, I think the first week of a new toothbrush isn't the nicest feeling because it's very stiff. But then after that... Mm. you're like from your two weeks to your two months or whatever however you i'm gonna pretend i keep my toothbrush <laughs> for the right amount of time i don't um that's like peak toothbrush time the last time i dropped something in my toilet it was my beauty blender and it was oh. equally as devastating because that's like a seven pound purchase yeah and i did debate it i did debate washing it but i thought that would literally be putting toilet water on my face. <laughs> on your face, yeah. And so uh, the good thing was that because it wasn't me that dropped it in, it also wasn't me that had to fish it out. So whilst I lost a toothbrush, I also didn't actually have to go anywhere yeah. near the toilet in the circumstance. So those are my highs and lows. Um, <laughs> bit, bit chaotic, as promised. But what about you? What are yours? I am just so excited to be doing highs and lows again. I really like <laughs> it. I think it puts the week into like you can set the world to rights with a high and a low. So (laughs) my high actually just happened and it's, I'm back and I'm romanticising life to its fullest. So I've just been out to the new cafe in York called Rise. Rise. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's not the high. 
although that was really nice. But whilst we were like walking back through York, we walked through the markets and we first went to the flower stall, which, you know, is by the Shambles Markets. Mm-hmm. And it was so colourful. Peonies were in. Like, I love peonies. Didn't go for peonies because they were the more expensive of, of the flowers. <laughs> um, but it was like so rainbow. There was so many spring flowers in and I picked up some Wow, that, I was going to say picked up some pink tulips, but that's really hard to say on the first try. So I picked Ooh. up some pink tulips. Um, do you know, which... I do associate tulips with you. I don't know whether you do just you? feature it's them It's my favourite flower. In, yeah. You feature them in a lot of vlogs, and so like, or like little reels and things like that. I feel like yeah. you always have a, a bunch of tulips on the go. I just feel like tulips are the flowers, for me anyway, and my ability to care for any kind of living creature or plant, are the ones that last the longest. So I therefore yeah. always buy tulips if they're in season. So I got some pink tulips and then we carried on walking. And I don't know if it's just that I've never looked properly when we've been through the Shambles Market area, but there was this like treat slash dessert table that had brownies, tray bakes, cookie sandwiches, meringues that were all like Kinder Bueno meringues and Biscoff meringues. And there was just every sweet treat you could have imagined. And we literally left and then 30 seconds later I was like no I'm sorry I can't resist that went back and I've bought myself a Oreo like Oreo and crunchy so like dairy milk crunchy Mm. marshmallow rocky road so it's got all of those things in and I'm gonna have it later with a cup of tea and I can already tell that that in front of my pink tulips probably whilst watching the bowl type is gonna be my high of the week because that I yeah. feel definitely is worthy of a high. I've definitely yeah. not seen that food stall, no, so it I might haven't. be new. Yeah, it, it was. New. It had everything that you could like imagine on a sweet treat stall. The cookie sandwiches, each cookie was like that big. You can't see on the podcast, but I'm showing Kira. It's like as big as my head, and it was like two of them with buttercream in the middle. Oh, so wow. good. So yeah, very exciting discovery although I have a feeling that I'll just disappear because I've never seen it before and that's why I went back so I was like I'll at never least, see this yeah, again at least you've yeah. made the most of it in case it is just like a one time thing you've at least got something to show yeah. for it <laughs> definitely and then my low of the week I feel like I've got a couple of options <laughs> no, but they're all trivial the first one I'm going to start with because it was like a low in the sense that my stomach dropped and I thought it was going to be a low but then I saved it I went to work, so I went to the office on Friday. Was that yesterday? This week has been so weird. Yeah, that was yesterday. And my return ticket costs like £13 in the morning. And then I use the first (sighs) one. And I know, I know. And then I use the second one like at the end of the day. And when I went to go and get my lunch, I like looked in the pocket where I thought my train tickets were just to get also get my card out. And I thought I'd lost the train ticket. And I thought I was going to have to pay another £13 to get home. And that, that would have been the type of thing that I'd have thought about for weeks. (laughs) But I found it. So that wasn't a low, but it was a very near low. low. Um, And then my full on low of the week is that oh my gosh, walking to the office yesterday and it was pissing it down. I've never, I don't think, been that soaking. I arrived at the office. I'd, it was so annoying because I'd curled my hair. I'd got oh. up early enough at 6am to curl my hair, which I know isn't early for you, but that's early for me. And I curled it and then by the time I got there, I just looked like a poodle. It was awful. Or oh, Hagrid. Oh, Hagrid vibes That's so had. sad. You yeah. always, I feel, put like a lot of effort into your hair. Like even when I did used to make you get up early and go to the gym, you'd always have like a cute little plait thing going yeah. into a ponytail. Meanwhile, I've just style. got, I rep the Hagrid look all the time. So I'm like, yeah, but, it's um, no, I, 
was gonna say yeah but you suit it not that you do look like Hagrid but your hair's just like so naturally nice like if I don't do anything to my hair it's not curly it's not straight it's just some kind of hybrid hag, hybrid hybrid, hybrid. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what I was gonna go for um so yeah I put in all the effort I could have had like half an hour extra sleep and but instead you yeah just instead had, I curled it and had no, the no point sleep. in that yeah, and when I was walking over the bridge on the way to the station, I had that classic nightmare of a car driving through a puddle and it went on me. Oh. <laughs> it's the worst. That's that's so unfortunate. Like, I know. if you don't feel bad enough that you're out in the world and they're in a nice warm car and then they have to rub it in by splashing you. I mean, I that's rude. That's so I rude. don't drive, but I can imagine that you will be able to avoid that. I do feel like there's a bit of spite involved. <laughs> Obviously, like... It does depend in the sense of, like, it depends on what's it, how big the lane is or if there's traffic coming literally yeah. directly towards you on the other lane <laughs> as to how much you can swerve. But I think in a lot of circumstances, you could also, like, slow down, which would minimise yeah. the splash. So Yeah, in this instance, there was nothing on the other side. I wouldn't expect people to crash to save me from getting soaked, <laughs> but there was literally nothing. I looked at the driver and I hope the hatred was conveyed. <laughs> that I was intending yeah. to convey. So yeah, that was my low. I mean, at the end of the day, it was just a bit of rain, but it is annoying when that happens. And the weather has been absolutely crazy lately. Like, yeah. all over the place. I mean, even just today, it has been raining, sunny, windy, everything. Like, it's been all over the place. And that's, like, quite mild compared to the wild weather that we had a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little communal, yeah, to the British conversation about the weather. <laughs> and that concludes our weather forecast of the week. <laughs> Shall we? I feel like we should talk about maybe some books or TV shows or podcasts or whatever we've been enjoying this week. Or do okay. you want to do the wrap up first? Which one would you prefer? Hmm. I suppose they kind of intertwine in terms yeah. of what I've been reading and watching and also what's been going on in life. So I might just, yeah, you know... Just go for it. Mash it this up. Is a, this is a new season. The world is our oyster. <laughs> there are no rules. We make the yeah. rules. Uh, okay, so... Um, one thing that I kind of, like, noticed this week was that I feel like I have had my own personal spring in my life. Or, like, I feel oh, like I I'm... I feel like I was very in tune with the seasons over the last yeah. like few months. So as it came to autumn, I feel like I also dropped all of my leaves. My leaves being um, <laughs> my will to exercise, uh, my will to do this podcast, and also my will to make YouTube videos on my food channel. <laughs> Oh, um, I did notice you'd had a spring in your step in that sense. Well, yeah, so, like, I don't do things by halves, and so while I've, like, kind of been dormant in a lot of areas of life over the last few months, suddenly, as we hit, like, end of Feb, beginning of March time, I just felt this this urge to get back to everything. So, yes. on the agenda for me has been, obviously, the restarting of this podcast, which, as we all yeah. know, is wonderful, the restarting of my food YouTube channel, which I love so much, and I was so sad that I kind of, like, let that. Yeah. die a little bit so that has been really wonderful and then I've also been going back to yoga which has made me so happy that makes me happy on your behalf I think zoom I'm holding responsible for like yeah. my 
temporary falling out with yoga because I think the combination of having to teach yoga via Zoom and then also like only being able to attend classes online during lockdowns just kind of made me lose the love of the practice and then since coming to York I've tried out a couple of studios but hadn't found one that I really connected with and then one of the people who I did my yoga teacher training with actually teaches at somewhere called Hot Pod Yoga. Um, and oh, it is- Hot Yoga. It's Sorry, Hot did Yoga. Just, and I just ruined the reveal. <laughs> I mean, I feel it's fairly obvious, so don't worry. Um, but it's Hot Yoga inside like a, a an inflatable pod, if that makes sense. Oh my so God, it's kind of like, um, like an enclosed dome that has all the heat in it so you like enter the room and then you like step into this pod and the class is in there so it's like really dark lighting super like cozy very hot but then by the end of class you are literally like drowning in your own sweat which Mm, I personally I personally love because I'm like I love the fact that I know I'm doing yoga which is obviously good for you like mentally as well but really I definitely connect more with the physical side of things so like the fact that it's like a very exercisey type class and you feel like you've worked by the end of it and had never like tasted my own sweat before but like (laughs) it literally another foodie highlight of the week (laughs) salty (laughs) that reminded me of Sid in Ice Age salty (laughs) it's literally like dripping down your face it's unavoidable and so I love it like I really do not the taste of my own sweat so much but (laughs) the class in general and so I I've got a membership I'm back to yoga a couple of times a week alongside the gym and I just feel so happy you're gonna gonna crack up at the uh the alternate (laughs) i've already told you that i quit the gym this week yes you did you sent me a message (laughs) the like absolute like not parallel what's the word contrast contrast between our weeks i'll let Uh, you get back to your wrap up in a second but i feel like i need just need to you go ahead build on the fact that i quit the gym this week (laughs) i have been trying to go to the gym for a long time now, a good few months, and I have been going, but I feel like I never feel good when I come out of the gym. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the self-consciousness of being in there with like very gymmy people. I don't know if it's that I can only really afford to go once a week, which then makes me feel like it's not doing anything. Mm. I don't know if it's the fact that like I'm so busy and everything else that I feel like it takes time away and it's just stressful not relaxing but I quit the gym and I've ordered a workout mat (laughs) and I'm gonna try some I think I'm gonna try Chloe Ting's workouts um yeah (laughs) yeah gonna do a few of them I've also heard that the fitness marshal dance workouts to warm up are quite fun can I recommend to you yes please mad fit Mad fit. fit. She's called Maddie. Um, and she basically does like a variety of different YouTube workouts, but she also does quite a lot of dance ones and she's done a few Ooh, like nice. Taylor Swift dance parties. And <gasps> oh my god, I'm like doing that. that. I'm doing that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think you'd like hers. And they're also like not too long, so yeah. you don't get like overwhelmed by the thought of having to like settle down for like a 60 minute class. So it's it's nice. Yeah, that's the thing. I think using my workout mat getting in my workout clothes in the comfort of my own home like on a lunch break or before work and doing something fun like that well I think I'll do it more often and therefore it'll probably be better for me and I'll save 36 pounds a month so which is always nice yeah it's always nice uh so in complete contrast to Kira's week (laughs) you can either get back into the gym or you can quit the gym we're just all about making moves that are 
positive for right you. Right for you. Yeah, I yeah. really do think you've just got to, like, do what's right for you. Um, yeah. And, like, if you're not enjoying something, like, obviously there is a limit in terms of exercise in the sense that it's, like, often you don't enjoy the moment because yeah. it's, it's pushing yourself. But if, as you say, you don't even feel good leaving, which is when most yeah. people feel like they've got a high from, like, having done it, then I think it's probably just not the right style of exercise for you. Whereas, like, I personally don't get on with home workouts as much and prefer yeah. to, like, get out of my home environment. Other people really love that. So I think you've just got to find what works for you. Um, and also, like, there will be times where you exercise more than others, and that's that's okay as well. So Yeah, it's the natural flow of things. But I just thought that I had to interrupt the flow of this podcast to make that point because it was so <laughs> funny. I was listening to you and I was like, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I so carry that. on <laughs> tell me more about your week <laughs> um so that is kind of most of like the the outside of like house things that I've been doing this week is yoga yeah. um in terms of watching and reading reading for me in February was almost not a thing I only read three books <laughs> in February um contrasting with I think six in January so it was like a That's quite a lot drop for Jan. Um, I don't know, I think maybe I had like a week off before I went back to work in January, so I yeah. kind of like got, got a head start maybe. But yeah, February was not so good. Um, I did read one book that I really liked, which was Someday, Someday Maybe by Lauren Graham. Um, oh, is that a memoir? No. So she she wrote a fiction, yeah, but she also has a memoir which is called Talking As Fast As I Can. Um, and yeah. I think the book kind of feels like the fictionalised version of the memoir because it's oh, about nice. an actress who's in her 20s, living in New York City, trying to, like, make it, and she's kind of set herself a sort of, like, three-year deadline to, like, get it done, or else she's gonna have to find something else to do, basically. And I felt there were a lot of parallels between that and then the story that Lauren tells about her own journey of becoming an actress and kind of, like, what that looked like in the memoir. So it was really fun, and the way that I would describe it is that it felt like a sitcom in book format, which I'd never come across before, like a proper... I like that. I think I'd enjoy that. 90s sitcom like friends vibes um yeah and i really liked it there was elements of romance but that was not the primary focus it said it was just kind of like a life focus uh underdog narrative type thing and i really liked it so mm. that was kind of a, a bookish highlight um and then in terms of watching i've been doing plenty of watching so while i've not been <laughs> reading TV's been great. Um, so, the first highlight, and I think you'll like this one because I know oh. you watch this show, is I finally started watching This Is Us. <gasps> oh, that's so exciting. I bloody love This Is Us. I know you do. So, I don't know what came over me, but I just decided to like put it on a few weeks ago. Um, I'm now, I think, on season three. and it's <laughs> some fast progress. Yeah, well, Jay had a load of night shifts, and so I just had, like, loads of evenings where I was at home on my own, and I wanted to watch something that we weren't watching together, so I kind of, I made my way through a fair few episodes, Mm -hmm. Um, I have cried so I think I cry at, like, most episodes. It's good, isn't it? It's so good. I think it's so clever. The only thing that's slightly annoying is, like, sometimes when they, like, give you a hint about something, and then you don't get to find out about what it might be, because they go to a different timeline for, like, a good few episodes. Like, yeah. That is the only thing that annoys me because I'm an impatient person, but it is so, so good. Obviously, I love Milo Ventimiglia um, from Gilmore Girls, and it's so, so good. I also really love Mandy Moore in it. I think she's really excellent. Um, Yeah. 
I'm watching the final season, like, as it's coming out in, like, well, and it's not live, but it comes on Amazon Prime every week, and I cannot believe that it's the end, but I do understand why they've kept it to, I think it's six seasons, is it something like that? I think so, yeah. Um, I do kind of get that, because how far can you go with one family? Like, there's only Especially so much. Especially because they do reveal, like, quite a lot yeah. in the beginning seasons of like the the background and like the childhood and the relationship and everything so there is kind of only so much I suppose that they can do once they've already given that piece of information out but it's so so good um who is your favorite Pearson (laughs) is that including mum dad and three kids or just three kids mum dad and three kids it changes I think with every season for a long time I mean Jack is obviously Jack so mm-hmm. we like that. Um, I, for a long time, it was Randall, but I think then I'm going through a Kevin phase at the moment. I really like <laughs> that of the three siblings. Should we give a, a rundown of what the show's about if you haven't watched it? That might be helpful. Yeah, I'm going to leave you to do that because you're more eloquent than me. <laughs> oh, okay. So ultimately, what the show is is basically like a look into the Pearson family's life, but from yeah. several different timeline points of view. So we have the parents who are Jack and Rebecca, and we get to see them when they are like a young married couple, when they like decide to have children, when she's yeah. pregnant, and she gets pregnant with triplets. Um, they end up. Is it a spoiler to say what happens? I feel like it's not. It happens in like the first episode. I would say that's the. It's kind of like fundamental to the story. So essentially, they lose one of the triplets in delivery, but then another baby is left at the fire station and brought into the hospital. And the family decide to adopt this child because they were like expecting to take home three babies. It just seemed to like the right thing to do for them. And then they basically are raising triplets. So we then get to see the big three, who are Kevin, Kate, and Randall, going through their like childhoods right up until their adulthoods. And it starts quite nicely with you seeing Jack on his 36th birthday when the, the like, mum goes into labour and has the triplets and then it kickstarts with the triplets on their 36th birthday and then you have lots of back and forths yeah. seeing them in their family unit and also like the separate families that they go on to make in adulthood. Um, yeah, and, and then even sometimes just... their kids as, ch- as like adults as well. Yeah, so it's like it cool. really is so wonderful um and i think it just like there are so many different layers to it so many different ways to understand the characters and their relationships to each other and i just absolutely love it so i think it's one of like the most intricate shows i've ever watched like the amount of thought that must have gone into this storyline so i do think like after we've just wrapped up well after kira's just wrapped up what it's about at the moment Kevin is like the sibling that I feel like things just keep going wrong for and he can't find his place in the world yet and like I don't think he does for like the majority of the show and so I just feel like he's a kindred spirit not a kindred spirit is that when someone's the same as you yeah no, he's no I'm not I'm not lost but I feel like he's <laughs> an underdog and I really yeah. root for Kevin I do like Randall too I like them all what about you yeah I think with Kevin like you say it's interesting because he has like an underdog vibe but also he's the one that you'd least expect to be the because he has like more success career-wise and also like he looks a certain way and is like well liked by people so I feel like there's this interesting look into like why like what's on the surface doesn't necessarily match like what's going on underneath so I do love Kevin I really love Jack in season one I loved William he was great oh William Um, was so good I forgot about William that was the first time that I really devastatingly cried 
I think, yeah, that was really sad. I do think that one, my ultimate favourite character, and I actually can't remember her name, is Randall's wife. She is Beth. so cool. Beth. Beth is yeah. such a gem. I like them as a couple. Like, I think yeah. that they are, like, such a vibe. But I think, um, yeah, it's probably Jack is my ultimate favourite character. Also a really big fan of Toby. Oh, yeah, Toby. I think, I honestly do think that the partners in it are better than, are, the, like, siblings. Better than the siblings. Like, Beth, as you say, Beth and Randall's relationship is such a vibe. Um, and Toby's just hilarious. I really mm. enjoy it. I, you talking about this has just made me realise how much I have loved This Is Us. I feel like yeah. because I binged all of the seasons that were available in lockdown and now I'm kind of watching it one episode by ep- one episode, I forget how immersed in it I was when I had all yeah. of them to binge, if you know what I mean. I'm it's quite glad I'm starting it when I am yeah, because like, it I'm means jealous. that I will have all of them ready to watch by the time I get yeah. to the last season. So it's great. That has been taking up a lot of my time. Jay and I collectively have just about, well, like on the last episode, finished watching Seinfeld, which is... Right. Eight, I have 80s, no idea what that is. 80s and 90s sitcom. It came before Friends and it will shatter your illusions of Friends because, first of all, it's hilarious. But second of all, <laughs> there are so many things that were basically taken from this and put into Friends storylines. Really? Like, so many parallels. They were on the same network and stuff, so I think they probably did yeah. like spot things that worked well and like take and them and do just, it like, again. Yeah, um, them. But it's hilarious. There's nine seasons. It's on Netflix and I absolutely love it i think it's been a long time since i've like had a sitcom probably since i watched friends from the very beginning all the way through to like the end of season 10 this has been like the first time since then that i've like sat down and watched a sitcom like all the way through and been really really invested in it um and it's just hilarious i love that there's something so nice about like coming home or (laughs) that's ben's perspective i just walked from the spare room to the kitchen (laughs) um and having a sitcom on like ben was saying this week he started watching um a few episodes of the big bang theory just because it's on tv at the time mm-hmm. where he comes home and like we're cooking dinner and he is right in the fact that it does just feel really warm and cozy to have a sitcom on in the background in the evening i think we like i might give that a go because that sounds really good i like i love sitcoms i just think they're the perfect length is it a 20 minute yeah they're pretty much like yeah. between 20 minutes 25 minutes max um but yeah i love it i was like resistant at first because jay started watching it without me and i was like oh this is so silly but then i gradually (laughs) started like watching more and more and i got so into it so yeah that is what i've been watching what i've been reading what i've been doing i think that's me to a t done you know everything that's going on in my life right now so (laughs) gosh that sounded so like rehearsed that was really good (laughs) that's me to a t Uh, so over to you to fill us in on your life, please. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like this week has been mostly dominated by the fact that I said, it was really funny because I said in my last reading vlog, which was a couple of weeks ago, because I did take a break that I thought I was going to be getting my last deadline for Heartbreak House share. And I literally said it and published it in a vlog and how wrong I was. (laughs) Because yeah, I know in the beginning of like, when you sign a book deal the first couple of edits are so big and they're like either a month or two months and you really attack the whole manuscript and then towards the end they're really like mini and it's almost like a back and forth so like I'll read through manuscript make little changes like answer notes from Meg my editor and then I'll pass it back to her and then a few days later she'll pass it back to me and we just go through that like that a couple of times and then 
after I hand in the one I'm doing now, it should hopefully go off to be typeset, which is when they make it looking like pages into a book. But I have just been doing these back and forths and really trying to like iron out anything that might be flagged as an inconsistency. And it's things that you mm. wouldn't even notice. Like, I think if you read a book, I never think about timelines or, or if I do, I think about it in a very kind of vague context. Yeah. I don't think about things like being consistent. But when you edit a book, I guess you have to think like the most critical reader. And so you have to flag everything. And so it's like so much analysis. And I I feel like it's got to me this week because I've really been ruthless in like an- analyzing my funniness. Because Ooh. in the press release for Heartbreak House Share, I didn't read like what was going to be the tagline on like book bar. Was it book bar? What's it called? Book brunch. I didn't read the... Um, I didn't know what it was going to say. And my editor had said I was fantastically funny, in air quotes. And no one's ever called me fantastically funny. And I think the pressure has honestly made me crumble because I'm going through this manuscript and I'm like, that's not funny. That's not funny. Like, (laughs) So this week I've been really just trying to polish up the manuscript and I've been just so critical of my ability to be funny. I mean, I feel like there's so much pressure. I feel like judging your own comedic value is like a really tough thing to do because humour is like so receptive. Like you're very rarely like, I mean, sometimes you might make yourself laugh, but like rarely (laughs) is that the case. It's like, it's more so like you say something, people are like, oh yeah, that was a good one. And like laugh, you know? It's not like easy to judge your own funniness. Like no, it isn't. (laughs) Like, I don't think I ever intended it to be a funny book. In the sense that you just write side characters and I think often side characters bring humour. But there have been some jokes cut from this that <laughs> they will never see the light of day. I, I cut one <laughs> I cut one yesterday. I'd made a joke about spring onions and I don't know like what I was honestly, the joke. <laughs> it was something about the spring onions being the most versatile member of the onion family. And then like another character disagreed and said it was a leak. It was the most poor joke was it you that said it was a leak because i think that sounds like something you'd say yeah i mean that's me (laughs) flick the main character might not be anything like me in other senses of the word but she thinks leaks are superior to spring onions and that's me all over although you won't know that from reading it because that joke has been cut (laughs) like i just don't understand how it made it that far so the listeners of this podcast are like in the inner circle like they know they know what's been lost yeah r.i.p spring onions (laughs) you will know that there was a really bad joke about spring onions in there but yeah that got cut so this week's been very much like packing that into like spare moments and then yeah like i said today i went into york had a really nice morning went for brunch at that new place which i would recommend it's got some really nice smoothies and some really nice like smoothie bowls and banana bread mm. would really recommend we love to also see. this is more just a conversation between me and you but that's what this is all about they've added vegan meatballs to the ambiente menu did you know that i did not know that last time yeah. i went was in january um and they went on there then so that's worth trying for me. Yeah. <laughs> we went last night and I tried them and I thought of you as I was eating them. Thank you. <laughs> I that's ate a meatball so and I thought of you. So yeah. Oh, wow. I guess that's another thing in my week. We went for tapas last night with my family. That was so delicious. If anyone does live in York or anywhere near York or Leeds or is it Hull or Harrogate that also has one? Ambiente Tapas. Yeah. yeah, I think it probably is Harrogate. Ambiente Tapas is delightful would highly recommend so good as well in terms of catering for multiple diets because they have like meat section a fish section and then a really good vegan vegetarian section so like there really is something to suit pretty much everyone which is nice they excel and their bread is so delicious Mm. (laughs) the bread with the olive oil and balsamic just 
really hits the right spot always go for the bread with tomato and garlic on top oh, do you? It's, it's really good that really one's good. good as well to be fair yeah so i feel like i've done a lot of eating out this week i honestly think it's just one of the joys of life mm-hmm. i really i just don't think you can beat it so that's what i've been doing this week also been editing heartbreak house share and i also read a book that i think you would like so hey. <laughs> i bought it last week when i was in london i bought it from brick lane bookshop in shoreditch which was such a good bookshop if you live in london and that is your local i'm very jealous <laughs> and it's called the christie affair have you, se- have you seen it anywhere I feel like it. Rem- the title sounds familiar, but I can't place it. I first saw it on because it's the Reese's Book Club pick for February, and essentially it is a mystery that is a reimagining of the eleven days that Agatha Christie disappeared in real life. So interesting. As yeah, a topic. I know. Like, I don't think I knew. I knew. She, like, I knew Agatha Christie had disappeared. For anyone that didn't know that, she disappeared in 1926 for 11 days. And when she came, like, when she was found, she said she didn't remember anything that had happened. I feel like I didn't know enough about the fact that this was a thing. Like, yeah. Did you read The Truants? I did read The Truants, yeah. See, that was where I found out that she'd gone missing. I don't even remember that being in there. (laughs) The main character of that book is at a university and she's, like, studying Agatha Christie, like, quite intensely and wants to write a dissertation on it. And I think she gets into this quite, like... um, exclusive seminar group that is like very highly oversubscribed and then there's like a weird relationship with the lecturer and all that stuff but as a subtext underneath it is the Agatha Christie storyline and the fact that she did go missing which I think is so interesting it is so interesting like the irony of one of our greatest (laughs) mystery writers having her own mystery like I would love to know do you reckon she actually happened took herself missing and like thought I'll see what I can do with this well like now that I've read that book, I like to think that that is the the right kind of plot. So they, the concept about the Christie affair is, it is from Archie, is he called Archie Christie? Is it the same last name? So her husband was called Archie. Is he I Archie, Archie so, Christie? Yeah. yeah. So I think in real life, there was speculation that he had a mistress, but in the book, the book is written from the mistress's point of view. Mm-hmm. And kind of the hook of the novel is, nobody knows what happened to her on those 11 days. I'm like Archie Christie's mistress but I do know what happened and it is so good like I that think that does sound good I knew like as soon as I read it it was one of those blurbs that I was like that hook just has me because I would love to know that what a good idea for a book and I'm really surprised that it hasn't been written before yeah I think it's like such an interesting topic and one that you could take in so many different directions like yeah like the basis of like her having gone missing you could have done that in so many different ways um and turned that into a novel so yeah very interesting that has my attention i definitely yeah. sounds like one that you I can definitely enjoy. borrow it because i think you would thank cause you what i liked about it is that i feel like you could take a reimagining like that and you could make it so unbelievable that it's so obvious that it's fiction but that this one is kind of believable like it could have happened and it was mm. really kind of intricate and there were several i'm not going to give anything away but there were like several mysteries within the mystery i think you'd enjoy it i i'm definitely going to give it to you to borrow because thank you it was i always feel nervous to borrow your books um the other day i borrowed a book from sarah and i was like i suppose i have to use bookmark with this and she's like no you can fold the pages i was like that's crazy i mean you can't fold the pages of this one but what i will say is that mysteries i feel less attached to Okay. Because there's I'll no way I'd read that twice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I'll use a bookmark. I'll be careful. <laughs> but also, 
I won't treat it like it's a child or something like that. You know? Yeah. There's a balance. A balance yeah. we found. Like I do remember, I think it's all stemmed, and I've said this before on the podcast, from being a in high, not high school, I was reading The Magic Kitten, that probably wasn't high school, being in <laughs> primary school, lending my copy of The Magic Kitten to someone and they got jam on the pages. So that's the bar. That's my and, kind of person. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's probably why you feel the pressure because I put pressure on you because I feel like you could be a jam smearer. I do not eat and read at the same time because I simply haven't got the like dexterity to manage two <laughs> tasks at one point. I do drink while I'm reading, so that's where I need to be careful. Yeah. To be fair, I've spilt tea on books before. That gives a like a feel of. Do you remember when we used to be in primary school again, harping back uh-huh. to primary school a lot today? Um, and we used to like dunk paper in tea to make it look old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives me those vibes. When you made like treasure treasure maps in yeah. primary school, what a time to be alive! I, know. I also feel like I tapped into my primary school roots like this week, like I do every year with World Book Day. It takes me right back to like. Being seven and putting, well, my mum putting pipe cleaners in my hair to be Pippi. It really does take me right back. What would you dress up as right now if you were going to be a book character? Oh gosh, that's really difficult and really unexpected. Do you have one to mind while I think? I was thinking that I might be... (laughs) (laughs) I might be... Jack from The Shining with my, this is more so from the film version, but with right. my face through the door, you know, with the axe. That is terrifying, like, Kira. Yeah, I, I just thought, if you're going to give something, give for a Stephen King. Give something recognisable. Could also be like yeah. Pennywise, or I could rope Oscar in and we could do like a pet cemetery situation. Oh, that would be cool. I think what I'd do is get, do you remember, this is going to be really niche and I hope you understand what I mean here. When okay. we used to have things in the garden when you were little and they would spring open and they were like a tunnel that you put on the grass and then you could like seal it up again into a circle. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, it was like once you took off the Velcro, it sprung open and it was like a material tunnel you could crawl through. Yes, 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 yes. Now that you said it I like think, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think I'd have to use one, <laughs> one of those or a sleeping bag and be the very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> ah, see, that's cute. That's way cuter than mine. <laughs> but I did see on Twitter, I think it was Twitter, someone, I think, I presume it was a twi- uh, Twitter, I presume it was a teacher, um, got stuck on the motorway and the AA had to come rescue her, but she was dressed She was purple. Yeah, yeah, she was Violet Beauregard when she was a blueberry. <laughs> Love it. I, mean, I was like, that would make my day. <laughs> if I was an AA man or an AA woman, I would piss myself if I saw someone as a blueberry on the motorway. That would make oh, my day. Yeah. That'd be really, something I'd go home and tell everyone. That'd be the kind of thing that would lead you to kind of crash. crash. <laughs> you just made the I don't know. I don't even know what it was. Um, I was gonna say that'd be the kind of thing that could make you crash because you'd be driving along and then you'd be like, yeah. "Blueberry," you'd think you hallucinated. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd swerve, and then there'd be a huge pile up, and it would be a major disaster. So, yeah. long story short, don't be a blueberry in a car. Yeah, I think that's the one part of like being a teacher because. I'm not jealous of any of the other parts because I think it's an incredibly difficult job, but getting to dress up for World Book Day because I do miss that fun element of reading in school. I miss that. I miss the Scholastic Book Fair because (laughs) I did see another tweet the other day that said, I wish I could go to the book fair now because I could spend some money now. Like, I didn't have the funds when I was five. But now. But now. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, um... 
on that note, I feel like that has been quite a thorough weekly wrap-up from the both yeah. of us. Um, we've Do you know what? I'm loving got... it. I'm loving yeah. the fact that we're just extending these weekly wrap-ups. Do you know, I think the one thing I used to feel about the podcast was that because we knew we had several sections to cover, we had to like sort of like compress the weekly wrap-up into yeah. a very short, comparatively, portion of the podcast. Whereas now, we can really dive into the intricacies of yeah. blueberries on the motorway and... <laughs> all of the brunch places that we're going to and you know all the other kind yeah. of fun things so I, I love that um, and I'll definitely be putting a story up asking for you guys to tell us your highs and lows so be prepared mm-hmm. for that come with something interesting and funny please um, <laughs> if you don't have anything funny that's okay too now but, you'll relate to the pressure of being funny <laughs> yeah if it's not fantastically funny I don't want it <laughs> <laughs> if it's not about spring onions I don't want it <laughs> Um, but on that note thank you for joining us for another podcast episode and we will see you in the next one see ya